Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Let's talk about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best and easiest place to play fantasy football for big cash prizes. An Underdog Fantasy you just draft. No need to worry about waivers, lineups, or injuries. Underdog handles it all for you. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft a season-long best ball team, and that's it. No in-season management. They're going to give you $25 when you sign up so you can take a free shot at a $1 million grand prize in their fantasy football tournament. That's right. You can get a free $25 in bonus cash on Underdog Fantasy if you use the code KIME, K-E-I-M, when you make your first deposit. I love Underdog because it's just so easy to use. The mobile app is slick. The website is user-friendly. So do what I've been doing. Go to underdogfantasy.com, join a league, draft a team, and that's it. You're good for the season. Remember, go to underdogfantasy.com, the App Store, or the Google Play Store. Sign up with the code KIME, K-E-I-M, and get a free $25 in bonus cash. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast today, Training Camp Report Day 2. If you didn't hear the first one, give it a listen. It's 10 minutes, just about how long this one will be. And don't forget to read me on ESPN.com for daily camp nuggets, not just from Washington, but from around the NFL. Find out about what Washington's opponents are up to as well. You can also follow me on Twitter, of course, at John underscore Kime, where I post content, and on Instagram, John Kime ESPN, where I post some more videos from training camp practices. So let's get started with the breakdowns here. One, let's start with left tackle, excuse me, tackle Sam Cosme. Going against Chase Young in practice is going to help him quite a bit. Young has done a rather good job of working the rookie, and it will force him to improve his technique, which is something that Washington staff knows has to improve. But that's why they like him. He's not close to a finished product. They love his demeanor, his attitude. I talked to someone this morning who said he's just got a twinkle in his eye, and they like how he can play some nasty. But he does have a tendency to play with low hands. At times, he recovered while doing so because he used his length and strength to stop a pass rusher. But there's no doubt that in order to be a good starter, he'll have to keep working on that aspect. Again, it's not a surprise to anyone on the staff. I did see Cosme with a really good base on one rep against Young. I also saw Chase getting him around the edge a couple times. So he's got some work there, but again, it's going to help him. And one thing that Chase Young talked about in his press conference afterward is how what he wants he wants to do for Cosme, what he felt Morgan Moses did for him, which is kind of compete his butt off every day, make it as tough on him as possible. So when he gets to a game, he knows what to expect. That's what Young is doing. Ron Rivera said that the next step for Chase Young is to play with a deeper understanding of what everybody else is doing around him. For example, if it's third and long, are they in man or zone? If it's third and short, are you man or zone? Because then that would give him an idea of how he can rush the passer, how much time he can take, for example, on a move. 
If it's third and short and you're playing man, you know you got to do a certain move. If it's zone, you've got to do it differently. Young said that he has a better idea of what play is coming based off alignment pre-snap. And that, too, can help him deliver clues as to how he needs to rush the passer. It's why today he pulled up on some rushes to try and deflect the ball. Didn't always work, but he at least knew, based on the alignment and pre-snap look, that he had to get in the passing lane right away and that he couldn't finish a particular rush. So if he had a stunt and it was going to be a quick ball coming out, he knew that rather than finish the stunt, get your hands up. And I did see him do that. I'll get into this more later in other episodes, but I know one huge point of emphasis for Young in the offseason was increasing his fluidity, giving him a better ability to bend the corner. It's something he felt he needed to improve in his game, and I know in his workouts that was a primary focus. That He really, he really kind of trained his body differently this offseason. I talked to some people who were close to him and said they felt like Young looked different to them because of it. Now, to be honest, it's hard to tell for me out here because the guy looks kind of incredible. Um, I mean, he looks chiseled regardless, but they felt like he was moving a little bit differently, that he took a different approach because of that. And it was probably a more mature approach that he saw what he had to work on after his rookie year. And then he went out and did it. And you're starting to see some of the results out here. Now, it's really going to be about that ability to bend the corner a little bit better. And I think that was one of the things people talked about him coming out. He was not a Von Miller type pass rusher, a little bit more power than that. Von, of course, can bend a lot more, um, a lot uh, deeper, I guess. So uh, we'll see how, you know, he's not going to be Von Miller in that regard, but he can get better there. And if he gets better there, it's just going to make a tremendous difference. I don't want to jump too high and say, oh my God, he looks completely different. I think he looks better. Um, I, but I can't, I don't, is it dramatically different? Well, we'll see when the games start, but he, you do see it happening out here a couple times. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. One of the questions about corner Benjamin St. Juice will be how he covers down the field. That was a question about him before the draft, and I think it remains one for the coaches. He plays well in zone and has great length. Really good eye discipline. I like that. There's a lot to like about him. But Washington does want to see how he reacts versus speed guys. He's often paired against rookie Deami Brown, so that's a good matchup for St. Juice to really show what he needs to do and what kind of guy he'll, he'll be. Can he face that kind of guy? Is he going to be limited to playing zone in some looks? Can he play man against some teams but not others? This will be a good test for him. Today, Brown sold an out and up and raced past him and made a nice downfield grab an over-the-shoulder over catch. Just a good ball. And that was, I think that kind of summed up what some of those guys were looking. He did not have the ability to recover after he got beat. 
Um, now he did because the ball was a little bit underthrown, but it wasn't. But Brown created the separation and that you know the 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 turning the hips and going. That's going to be something that he'll have to keep working on. St. Juiced will keep will help Washington, but if they're not sure how to handle that the speed guys, then it will be in more situational roles, and there's nothing wrong with that. I, you know, but if he gets better down the field, it's going to help them quite a bit more. There's a lot to like with that kid. Like I said, I think he's a little bit grabby with his hands. Typical of young corners. I remember Bashad Breeland being like that too. Others as well. It's something he'll have to clean up, but that's something I think that's kind of easy to easier to clean up. Also, be curious to see how Deami Brown develops. They used him a lot on slants a few times in the first on the first day, especially. Didn't see it quite as much today, but I do think that's a route they like for him because they consider him fearless going over the middle of the field. That's one of the things that the Carolina coaches, North Carolina coaches, told these guys when they got him. So I think that's going to be something to see. And when you have those speed guys on the outside and you're going to, he's going to be in some favorable coverage situations. So that slant round is going to be a big deal for him. Running back JD McKissick made a terrific catch in traffic this morning. Linebacker Cole Holcomb had him locked down. It seemed McKissick tried to throw a double move at him about five, 10 yards off the line. Holcomb didn't bite good, good eye discipline on Holcomb's part. And then McKissick caught what turned out to be a jump ball. It was actually a nice job by Holcomb, to be honest. McKissick just made a better play. Holcomb clearly thought he was about to intercept the ball, but um, McKissick was just on his outside shoulder and kind of jumped in front of him to grab it away. Taylor Heineke took some, and I mean just some, reps with the starters. It wasn't a lot. I still don't view this as a sort of competition that some may envision or hope for. Um, but it was a good thing for Heineke to do. And I think it's also important just, again, to it's important to do that because you want others to see that, hey, this guy's going to has to earn the job. Um, but I think it's also important because, you know, you may need Heineke working with those guys in, in the in, during the season. So even if it's not about getting them ready, to, even if it's not about competing to who see who opens the season, I think it's necessary to give him some of those reps now. Um, and, and get ready for the season because you may need him at some point. So I think that's regardless of how the competition unfolds, I don't think it's a bad, bad thing to do. And I think one thing I like with, with um, Ryan Fitzpatrick is that he's the kind of guy who can learn because he even said that. I, I asked him today about, well, what do you do in those situations? Like, you know, do you, you're not getting every rep, so how do you maximize things? Like, well, he does – people talk about mental reps, but what he said he'll do is he'll go talk to the receivers after they run some of those routes on plays he's not in just to pick their brain about what they're seeing and why, why they did something, because that helps kind of store a bank of knowledge for him. And that's one thing that, you know, when, when you talk about Fitzpatrick, the way people talk about him and how he can help the team, it shows how much they value him. Heineke has looked pretty good. And so, and every quarterback has some Aaron throws, he has as well. But he does throw a nice ball. I think he throws a catchable ball, and that's important. I do like how he handles pressure in the pocket. He, there was one time today where the pocket was collapsing. He dropped a nice ball over the top of a linebacker on an out, out route to Antonio Gandy-Golden. The DB was right behind Golden, probably a couple yards behind him. There wasn't a lot of room there in, tra in you know con congested pocket, and he just made a really nice throw. Um, and going back to Fitzpatrick, for a second on some of that, like one of the things like he talks about, like he had a nice throw to Terry McLaurin today in traffic, a contested catch against um, against William Jackson third. And one thing he said is that basically you put you file that away in your your bank of information. So that way you get to a point in the game like, you know, you can throw this ball because you threw this to him in practice against a corner like William Jackson, the third. And that's just a great um, knowledge of information to have. 
Sadiq Charles continues to work at right tackle with Cornelius Lucas out. Charles certainly does not look overmatched at all at tackle. Though if all goes well, I think eventually he'll move inside. However, for now, he'll be a, he'll be a valuable swing player who can play tackle and guard. In the spring and training camp, the bulk of his time has been spent at tackle. And I was talking to somebody today who felt like eventually they'd be working him inside. But with Lucas out, they want to keep him out there. Now, where if he does he start this year? I don't know. But they, I will say, those couple of plays he played last year, those guys do talk about some of the, the two plays that he had. They really like those two plays. So we'll see. I, I think he's going to factor at some point. Um, where and when, who knows? There was one play in which Montez Sweat was unblocked and would have killed Ryan Fitzpatrick. The tackle, Charles Leno, blocked down in the play. I'm not sure why, if it was assignment or not. Regardless, it left Sweat all by himself. At the end of the rep, Sweat looked at O-line coach John Matsko and said something I didn't quite hear. Then what I could hear him say was, come on, Matsko, as in get someone out there to block me. I think the other guy to watch this season is slot receiver Adam Humphreys. It's been clear that Fitzpatrick has a connection with him. Of course, having played with him in Tampa, Humphreys has caught a decent number of passes in practice and does a really good job working underneath and working off guys. He's a good complement to the outside guys in particular and to tight end Logan Thomas. It's fun to watch him work underneath right now. It really is. I did like one play by linebacker Jamin Davis when he filled the run really quick. It, it prompted defensive backs coach Chris Harris, an excitable guy, to come up sprinting to congratulate him for a nice job of filling the hole. That's a big key for Davis this season and something he didn't always do at Kentucky. And I, we've talked about this before. Logan Paulson talked about it. It could be that's the way he was coached. It could be that at Kentucky you're playing pass so much because of the way, it's, the way it is in the SEC. But I like that he hasn't looked tentative running up in those, in those areas during practices. If he can play the run like that, it provides such a big boost for the defense. All right, folks, that's it for today. I'll be back Friday with another training camp report. Talk to you next time.